good. Amen. You might say, well, Keith, you don't know what I'm going through right now, but he's still good. I know he's good. You know why I know he's good? Because I know him. Amen. I know him, and I know he saved my soul, and he delivered me from addiction. Amen. I know he put me on right foundation. Amen. He delivered me. And I know he done the same thing for a lot of you in this room, most of you in this room, hopefully all of you in this room, but if not, today's your day. Amen. Today is your day. Amen. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You can be saved today. You can know this Jesus we're singing about. You can have peace. You can be able to say God is good even in the middle of the battle today if you just give your life to Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love You. We praise You. God, we glorify You, God. Lord, we lift You up because You are good, God. We lift You up, God, because You are above every name, God. We lift You up, God, because You are anointed, God. You are powerful, God. And we are so gracious, God, to be in Your presence tonight, God. We are so gracious, God, to be able to feel You in this place today, dear God. We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a statue. We serve a living God. Amen. A God that still heals. A God that still saves. A God that still delivers. And we're just so grateful for you, God. God, we are grateful that we can come into church and feel your presence, God. Hallelujah, that we can feel you here, God. We don't have to come in and just sing songs to a dead God. We can sing songs to a living God. And we're so thankful, God. Lord, we ask you today, God, to have your way in this service, God. Bless every year. Let them hear your words today, dear God. Anoint it today, dear God. Anoint the message. Anoint the teachers, God, that go back. Anoint the students, God. Everybody, God. Anoint them, God. And Lord, let them hear your words today, dear God. And let you be blessed. Let you be glorified. Let you be honored above every name, God. Above our name above every name God let you be honored God because you are good in your precious name Jesus amen and amen amen give God a hand clap of praise we're going to dismiss our young people amen amen we're going to dismiss our young people at this time amen amen we're going to be in First Chronicles uh, chapter 14 today, uh, verses 8 through 17. Uh, I'm going to read verse 10 before we get started, though. Like I said, we're going to be in First Chronicles 8 through 17. And we're going to be speaking on the uh, topic today of uh, first and often. Amen. I think I got that on that other that middle computer, Kevin. If I didn't know. <laughs> first and often is what we'll be speaking on today. Uh 1 Chronicles 14 and 10 says, And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And wilt thou deliver them unto mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. Amen. I will deliver them into thy hand. A while back, there was this young man, and he was looking for a job. Okay, He was looking for a job. He was looking for a job on a logging crew. He was in a place where a heavily um, forest type area and, and there was a lot of logging crews around so he was looking for a job on a logging crew the foreman over this crew told him that he did have a position open but before he could give him that position he would need to see him chop a tree down amen he would need to see him chop a tree down before he gave him this job so this young man stepped forward and he chopped this tree down fast he brought it down with no time it would take me weeks to chop a tree down amen he done it in no time, okay, and I would probably destroy my house trying to do it. But uh, he, he done it in no time and done it with ease. The uh, foreman was really impressed. So he told him, look, you can start Monday, okay. You got the job, you can start Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday rolled by. But Thursday afternoon, the foreman came up to this young man and he said, 
on your way out today, you can pick up your paycheck. And he said, you know, I thought we got paid on Friday. He said, we normally do get paid on Friday, but today's going to be your last day. He said, but I just don't understand. I'm working hard. I've been doing good. He said, we're letting you go because you fall in behind. See, we keep up with charts every day, and we found out that on Monday, you started out well. You started out great. You was, in fact, chopping more trees down than everybody. On Tuesday, you was a little bit less. On Wednesday, you fell away off the pace, and by today, you're just completely dead last. You're dead last in chopping trees down. You have lost your way more and more every day. This young man couldn't believe it. See, this young man was working hard. He was working hard. He was even skipping his coffee breaks. How many of you skip your coffee breaks? Nobody raised their hand. Amen. He was skipping his coffee breaks. He was uh, doing everything he could to get the job done. And this foreman, he, he could see that, you know, this man's heart. He could see his integrity. He could see, you know, that it was really troubling this man. He said, well, let me think about this thing for a second. He said, well, let me ask you a question. Before you start every day, do you sharpen your axe? The young man replied, well, no, I come in and I get started. As soon as I, I don't take time to sharpen my axe, I got to get started chopping these trees down, right? See, when we go through life without seeking God's direction, when we go through life without seeking God's guidance, we're a lot like this young man. See, we can work our tails off, if I can say that. I can say that, right? Mark says a lot worse. I can say that, right? <laughs> we, can, we can work our tails off, right? We can put all our best efforts, in the, but they will just be powerless and fruitless if we don't seek God's direction and God's guidance, right? Amen. Just as this young man needed to sharpen that axe before he got started, we too need to seek God's direction and his guidance, right? See, when we follow God's plan and we allow him to reveal his power within us, nothing can stop us. Right. Amen. We've got to sharpen our axe, okay? I don't know about y'all, but I, I love to win. Okay, I love to win. I am a winner. Okay, not only do I love to win, but I hate to lose. Okay, I really, I, and my wife can tell you that. I, I don't, I don't, I won't go bowling with her because I hate to lose, right? So I just don't, <laughs> right? There, you know, it's a good thing though that I don't lose often because I hate to lose so much, right? So it's a good thing I don't lose often, right? Except for in bowling, right? But everything else I can, I'm, I'm pretty good at. Right, but seriously, I do. I love victory. Ever since I was small, I, I just loved to win. But I was never the biggest person, right? I was always a little smaller than everybody else. So a lot of times I had to play dirty, okay? And uh, I did. I had to play dirty sometimes. And uh, because really, losing without a fight wasn't in me. I was going to do everything I could, bite you. I would do whatever I had to do, right, to try to win. If we was in a, a pile of people together, I was going to do something to try to win, because I just wasn't that big. I was going for your knees. I was doing whatever I had to do. I want to talk today about someone in the Bible I believe is a little bit like that, and that's David. You see, David, he wasn't the biggest guy either, right? And he didn't like to lose. He hated to lose, right? He was a winner, right? And sometimes I believe he had to play a little dirty, but he loved to win. See, he understood victory. He also understood something else. See, he understood that in order to have victory in his life, we would need to follow God's plan. Amen. We would need to follow God's direction, God's plan in our life. I want to read 14, 8 through 17, and I'm going to mess these words up, and I'm going to mess them up bad, and y'all are just going to smile and keep going with me, okay? Because y'all don't know them either, okay? <laughs> Some of y'all may. I'm just playing. <laughs> 14, 8 through 17. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all of Israel, 
All the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it and went out against them. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thy hand. So they came up to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon my enemies by, hand, by mine hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal-perazim, or whatever. And when, they had, <laughs> and when they had left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they were burned with fire. And the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. Therefore David inquired again. Somebody say again. Amen, that's a uh, theme in this verse, this passage. If you go back and read, David continued to go back to God. And God said unto him, Go not up against them. Turn away from them and come, up against, come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And it shall be when thou shalt hear a sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt go out to battle, for God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. David therefore did as God commanded, and he smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gezer. And the fame of David went out unto all the lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all the nations. Amen. The first thing I see in this passage is that when problems came, David went to God. Amen. When problems came, when troubles come up against uh, David, when the Philistines would rise up against him, the first place he would go was to God. He didn't call the pastor, amen, even though that's okay to call the pastor, right, when we have problems. He didn't Google, what, what should I do when I'm surrounded by the Philistines, right? He didn't ask for suggestions on Facebook, okay? He went to God. And a lot of us could probably stop right there, and we have learned something great today, right, to go to God first, amen, because a lot of us go to God only after we've went everywhere else. We need to go to God first, right? We need to go to God first. See, uh, a lot of us uh, could take something right there from there and just go on home. Seek God first, right? That's a motto I want to live by today, right? Seek God first. Uh, I put this in my notes, and I this, yeah, <laughs> and I uh, named this message after it. Something that uh, I really want to start living by, and God showed me: seek God first, seek God often. That's what I saw David do: is he seek God first. He seek God often, amen? And uh, I believe that would save us a lot of trouble if we would seek God first and seek God often because problems are coming, amen? Problems are going to come. Problems are real. See, at my job, we focus on a lot of, we, we have a lot of machines in, in where I work at, and we focus a lot on preventive maintenance. And I had someone from my corporate office come over one time, and he was doing a preventive maintenance workshop, and he told me that all problems are avoidable. He did. He said that all breakdowns are preventable, right? And I'm going to tell you right now what my face and my body language told that guy, right? Because I didn't say it, right? But my face and my body language said it. There ain't no way, right? There ain't no way, okay? As long as we are dealing with man-made equipment, problems and breakdowns are going to happen, right? But we can and we should do all we can to prevent them from happening. But we also have to have a reaction plan for when they do happen because problems are going to happen, right? Problems are going to happen. And it's the same way in life, right? We should do everything we can to prevent problems from coming, right? And you say, well, well, how do you do that? How do you prevent problems from coming? Well, maybe you don't spend more than you make, right? 
and that will prevent the repo truck from coming to your house, right? <laughs> that, that's, that's true. That will happen, right? Don't eat all fried foods, right? And that will prevent you from having to have a stent put in your heart, okay? Right? If, if you are not ready to have children, right, abstain from having relations, okay? That, that will keep you from, from having children, okay? All of these things are preventive me- measures that we should take, right? Right? But listen, we can do all this. We can not eat fried food. We can not do the other stuff. And we can, we can do all those things, okay? But guess what? Problems are still coming. Amen? Problems are still going to happen in this world because we live in a sinful world with sinful people, okay? That's just the way it is, okay? Problems David were facing were real, See, the Philistines chose to attack Israel just after David had become anointed. Okay, that's no, that's no uh, just a you know, thing that just happened, okay? Right after he was anointed king, see, he didn't have the full army under his disposal, right? They didn't, he didn't have all of their trust yet, right? So they came after him before all of the strength was with, with, was with David. The goal of the Philistine was to find David and defeat him. See, David had shamed the Philistines in battle, and they were determined to attack him. See, the thing I love about David, though, is he didn't sit back and wait on this problem to fix itself. Amen. He didn't. See, I needed to see that because that's something I'm guilty of, and my wife will be shaking her head over here, right? I am guilty of trying to wait out a problem, if you will, right? I do not like conflict. I do not. I cannot stand conflict. It's something that bothers me really bad. I don't like to get in conflict. And I will procrastinate and just hope that that problem will go away. But 99% of the time, it doesn't go away, right? You should have just, just confronted it the first time, right? And that's what I do because uh, sometimes I just sit back and try to let it fix itself. So this right here taught me a great lesson. When problems come, we need to face them. And we need to face them when they happen. Amen? We do. David did not sit and wait on this problem to go away. He took quick action to deal with the situation. David approached this crisis with courage, confidence, and clarity. Amen. And where did he get all of that? Where did he get the courage? Where did he get the confidence? Where did he get the clarity? He got every one of them from the Holy Spirit. Amen. He got every one of them from God. He knew what needed to be done, and he got it done. Amen. See, we're going to face difficulties in this life. Life just has a way of just sucker punching us. You know that? We think things are going right, everything's going good, and we just get sucker punched. I'm going to tell you today, that's, that's by design, okay? That's, that's the enemy, right? See, we are spiritual people, and if you're a child of God, you are a spiritual person. So you can expect spiritual attacks, okay? If you're a spiritual person serving a spiritual God, you can expect spiritual attacks. The one thing that Satan fears in this world is a child of God that is effective for the kingdom of God. If you are making a difference in the kingdom of God, if you are advancing the kingdom of God, he is going to do everything in his power to stop you. And he may not be able to get to you, so he's going to try to get to your family. He's going to try to get to your job. Anything he can do, right, because he, he doesn't fear an ineffective Christian. If there is a Christian, a pew sitter, right, we don't have pews, thank goodness, right, but it, he doesn't fear a, pew, a Sunday pew sitter, okay? One of these people that comes in on Sunday and yawns through the whole message, he doesn't, he doesn't fear those people, right? He doesn't fear defeated, confused Christians, right? That, that's, he, he's fine with that. If you want to sit there and be saved by yourself, he's fine with that. Just don't go trying to get more people involved, okay? That's what he fears, okay? He fears effective Christians, right? And uh, that's why... 
That's why we've got to be on guard, right? Because he doesn't uh, fear the ones that are sitting down not doing nothing. The ones that are making a difference for the kingdom of God, that's the ones he wants to leave confused and defeated, right? He wants to confuse and defeat you so that you're no longer effective. That's why we can't shrink down. Amen. We've got to rise up and we've got to face the attacks. Amen. Amen. We've got to face the attack. See, life in itself is tough. Even without spiritual attacks, life is tough, right? Because of the daily grind, right, everything, just living, it's enough just to wear you down. I find myself, if I sit down in a recliner on the couch at night, as I can tell you, I'm gone, right? I can't do it anymore. That's why I don't sit down. Because when I do sit down, I'm going to sleep, okay? So it could be uh, 7.30 last night, I was gone. Heather had a movie on, and I was gone. So it, it, And that's the way it is, right? Life will wear you down. It will simply wear you down. That's why we must face our problems head on and not let our problems wear us down. See, the problems we, we, we uh, face will not simply vanish. We need to identify the problems we have, and we need to p- take positive action to find powerful solutions. As we face our difficulties, we need to have courage, confidence, and clarity. And all of these, like I said, are provided by the Holy Spirit. See, I look at David, and I see a man that had courage to face his problems. He had confidence to step into victory, and he had cl- clarity to make wise decisions, right? All of those was given to him by God. Problems, trials, tribulations all require us to seek God's wisdom and His direction. Okay? If you're having a problem, that requires you to seek God. If you're having a trial in your life, that requires you to seek God. If you're having a tribulation in your life, right, that requires you to seek God's wisdom and His direction. David understood that he needed God's direction before going into battle. See, David was a great warrior. He had already defeated Goliath. He defeated these bear and this lion. Right? He had defeated several he had won several battles right he probably could have relied on his own military experience he could have relied on his own confidence his own skill as a warrior or whatever but david understood that he needed god he understood that he needed god a whole lot more than he needed a military plan amen he went to god before he made a plan right he went to god and he went to god in two critical areas two critical areas he said shall i attack right he wanted He wanted God to give him the direction, right? Shall I attack, right? Shall I do it? And then he said, if I do it, will you hand them to me? Amen, right? David waited for God's answer before he attacked. David depended on God so greatly that when they attacked a second time, he went back to God, amen? God had already told him, look, you defeat them, you go against them, I'm going to give them to you, all right? I'm going to deliver them into your hand, right? But then they attacked again. He went back to them three times. He kept going back to God, amen? Seek God first, seek God often. David depended on God so greatly that when the, I just read that. We need to continually seek God's direction. Seek God first, seek God often. We have just as many reasons to be confident as David did, right? I don't know about you, but I've seen God do some great things, right? I've seen, there's one right there, right? I've seen God do some great things. I've seen some miracles, right? I've seen God heal some people. I've seen him save some people. I've seen him do a lot. I've seen him heal some marriages. I've seen him do a lot of great things. I've experienced his presence in ways that I just can't describe. Amen. I've seen his presence move in mighty ways, right? Right. I've been saved myself by the grace of God. I've seen people saved, healed, recovered, delivered. Seen some great things, but that doesn't mean we stop seeking. Amen. We continue to seek, right? It doesn't mean we quit going to God for direction, right? It doesn't mean that we just stop going to God. The only way to experience God's power in fresh ways is to seek Him. Amen. And the only way to know His direction is to ask for it. I truly believe we should approach God, the, uh, the battle in life 
just the same way David did. Seek God, seek his direction. See, God, is this your will for my life? Amen. Is this the action you would have me take? Right? And if I go, will you go with me? If I go, will you go with me? Amen. I think too often in life we just kind of do what we feel is best. Right? You, you ever find yourself doing that? Just doing whatever you feel is best, right? Doing whatever, making an educated decision, I guess you could say, right? Whatever we feel right without seeking God's direction, without even consulting Him at all. One of the greatest mistakes Christians can make is that we treat prayer as reactive instead of proactive. Amen. We do. We wait until we get in trouble to pray. Right? We wait until uh, the problems already came, the trials and tribulations have come before we pray. Right? But if we would seek God first, we might not get in trouble. Right? We wait until we've tried everything else. Like I've said, we've gone to everybody else and everything else before going to God. We've got to seek God first. The second thing I see in this story is that when God gives direction, take it. Amen. Amen. How many times are we given direction, but we just ignore it? Amen. Right? This, this next part just means a lot to me uh, because uh, when, when, when God gives you direction, when God gives you the guidance, take it. Amen. Don't hesitate. Just take it. See, the simple truth I found is that where God leads, where God leads us, God is present. Amen. 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 Did you get that? Where God leads us, God is present. So if we follow His leading, we will be in His presence. Amen. If you do not follow His leading, you might not be in His presence. Amen. It's important to understand and see that David was concerned with two areas. He was concerned with God's direction, and he was concerned with God's presence. Amen. We should be concerned with the same thing, God's direction and God's presence. Why? Because he knew if he followed God's direction, he would be in God's presence. See, the presence of God was extremely important to David, and God's presence is extremely important to me too. I'll tell you a story. Several years ago, Heather and I was involved in another church. We were attending another church, I don't know, maybe what, seven, eight years ago, I guess. And uh, we were heavily involved in this church. We were the regional youth leaders. Uh, we were over South Carolina and the surrounding areas as the youth leaders. And, uh, but we felt like God was leading us in another direction. And um, Heather was all in. She's like, we're going. And, you know, me, I'm not like that, right? <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm one of those procrastinating people, right? So we began to pray, and, and like I said, I delayed. I held us back, right? I kept praying. Even though I knew where God was leading me, I knew God was leading me there, and I held us back a while, right? But this passage is how I pray. God, if I go, will you go with me? Amen. God, if I go, will you go with me? It was also very important to me, God, if I go, will you use me to advance the kingdom of God, right? Because that was very important to me because where I was at, I didn't feel like there was a great opportunity, right? But God, I said, God, if I go, will you use me and my family to advance the kingdom of God? And if I go, will you go with me? Because you see where I was at, I felt the presence of God greatly, right? I felt the presence of God greatly. We felt the presence of God in those services. We felt the presence of God always when we were there. So being in the presence of God is extremely important to us. So that's the way we prayed. And God was faithful. Amen. He was faithful. See, I, I believe God blessed that decision greatly since we've been here. We've been able to help and be used to further His kingdom, but we've also felt His presence greatly. Amen. We have felt His presence greatly. So that tells us that God has blessed that decision. We must follow God's lead and His direction because without direction with God, it becomes far too easy to just choose our own path. Amen. It becomes far too easy to just choose our own way. 
And when we go our own way, we may go without the presence of God. We may be doing it in the name of God, but without the presence of God. There's a lot of people out there that are doing things in the name of God, but they don't have the presence of God. That will fail. Amen. David understood how vitally important it was for God's presence to be with him in battle because without God's presence, there would be no assurance of God's protection, his provision, and his power. Amen. So don't you think that we need to be concerned with that as well? Amen. Right? Without his presence, there will be no protection, there will be no, pres- there will be no power, there will be no provision. We should be concerned about that as well. When we look at life and the many choices that we're faced with on a daily basis, we are in need of God's direction. Without God's direction, we can never go the right way or complete His plan for our lives. When we go out and try to serve God without His direction, we're not going to be successful or effective, right? And there's a lot of people that get some things done without the presence of God, amen? They do it within their own power because God will bless that. He does. God does that, right? But in the end, it will fail, right? In the end, it will fail. Without God's direction, we are merely going through the motions, See, someone once said, I'm not sure who said this, uh, what greatly concerns me is that the world has figured out how to produce church without the presence of God. There's a lot of churches out there that have figured out how to produce church, how to have church, how to be greatly successful in church, right, without the presence of God. Amen. Churches are able to produce without the presence of God and without Jesus being in the center of it. We must have and we must seek to be in the presence of God. If you ever find yourself in a church that you don't feel the presence of God, get out of it. Amen. Amen. If you don't feel the presence of God, get out of it. Too many people are sitting in churches today surrounded by religion and tradition that's drained the power and the presence out of the church. Amen. Amen. They are. They're sitting in this religious, traditional church, and they've just drained the presence and the power out of the church. I'm not saying that you have to be in a holiness church. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you have to be in a charismatic church or whatever. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be, but I'm not saying that's not what I'm saying, okay? But, you know, I've always told people and I've always said that there's a church out there for everybody. But whatever church you decide, no matter whatever church it is, just make sure God's in the center of it. And if His God's in the center of it, it doesn't matter what type of church it is, His presence will be there, okay? If they are putting God first, His presence will be there. There's no experience on earth that ever can compare to personally experiencing the divine presence of God. When God is not present, His power, provision, peace, and protection are absent. When God directs your plan, though, you don't fail. Amen? When God directs the plan, the plan never fails. Amen? David had been successful during the first attack with the battle plan and God's power. However, God made a change, right, with the second attack, and He gave David specific instructions on how he should attack the Philistines. What would happen if David had done things wrong in the second attack? He would have failed, right? He would have failed, right? We don't, we don't know exactly what would happen, but we can be sure that he wouldn't have been successful. He may have even been defeated, right? To be in tune with God's plan, David had to change his own plans, amen? God may ask you to change directions. He may ask you to do something you never thought you would be doing, something you didn't even think you'd be able to do, right? He may call you to speak in front of a congregation when you couldn't even used to speak to four or five people. Right, I grew up unable to speak to a lot of people. Right, I was uh, very, very shy and introverted. Uh, the people in here that know me from back then know that. Right, but God will call you to do things that you're not comfortable doing. Right, He's that kind of God. Right, He's cool like that. Right, He will call you to do things that that you have no idea you can do because God uses 
people that can't do something to do it, right? Because why? He gets the glory. Amen. He gets the glory. Amen. With any type of change, there is always a cost, right? It could be giving more of your time, whatever it is. It could be doing something that you've never done before. It could be giving up some of the traditions you've always had. Following God's plan won't always be comfortable. Amen. Choosing not to follow his plan will eventually be unpleasant, okay? <laughs> Ask yourself this question today. Could the circumstances and situations in your life have been caused by a failure to seek God and follow God's direction? Think about that. Have you ever been in a situation, a circumstance in your life that was caused because you failed to follow God? Huh? You failed to ask God before you went and done it, right? You're right. You ever got in a relationship before you asked God, right, is this one right for me, right? You ever got yourself in a bad financial situation, right, without asking God, is, should I do this? Should I go this route? You ever find yourself committed to something, right, without asking God, is this, my, is this what your, your plan for my life, right? Is this your plan? If you've ever faced with the choice of playing it safe and taking the comfortable route or being in the will of God, always choose the will of God. Amen. Amen. Don't choose the comfortable route. Don't choose the, the playing it safe. Choose the will of God. There will be times when God calls us to completely change direction to stay in step with Him. But remember, in step with God is where power and provision lies. When we are in step with God, we are in the presence of God. We must remain in the presence of God. That's one thing that our pastor always tells us we must be in the presence of God. We must keep God in the center. We must be in step with God. We must go where God leads us. The last thing I saw in the story is that when God breaks out, we gain victory. Amen. Amen. David saw God's power break out. David gives a vivid description of the events that day when the Philistines are defeated. He said, as waters break out, God has broken out against mine enemies by mine hand. David is describing the power of flooding. I don't know if you've ever seen a flood. I've seen it on TV. I've never like, really seen it. But if you've ever seen a flood, right, when waters break out of their banks, great power, right, is displayed, right? And it just, he describes this great power. Me and Heather went on a trip one time to Mississippi, and it was right after a big flood, and you could see where all the devastation, it had changed the landscape of that place, right? It had changed the houses, all had like the big stains of water all the way up, in, and it just changed everything right there. And when the presence of God and His power breaks out, it changes things. Amen. It changes things. It changes people. Amen. It changes people. So David revealed his deep reliance on God and his need for God to unleash His power on his behalf. David testifies that the power of God won the battle, and he gave him victory that he so desperately needed. So David not only saw God's power break out, but he... Praised him for it. Amen. He praised him for it. David testifies that the power of God won the battle. Amen. These same principles can work today in our life, right? Right? See, life hasn't changed that much between now and then. Right? In thousands of years, life hasn't changed that much. When we seek God's direction, obey, obey his plan, we will see a victory. Amen. When we seek God's direction, we obey his plan, we will see a victory. How many of you can be honest with yourself today and say that you desperately need a victory in your life, right? Right? You desperately need a victory in your life just as David did, right? Maybe you have a child that's kind of lost their way and you don't know what they're going to do, and right? Maybe they're, they're not doing right and you're 
praying for them. You're up late at night worrying about them, and you just don't know what to do. Maybe you have a spouse that you know don't want to come to church, and they're not doing right. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. Maybe you have financial issues. Maybe you have some kind of problem that you just can't seem to figure out how you're going to solve it, right? Maybe an illness that you're not sure how to fight. Maybe an addiction that you can't break, a bad habit that you just can't beat. These are the, there are a lot of great organizations out there to help with, with, with all those things, right? But to be brutally honest, they will never be enough, right? right. We need God. We need the presence of God. We need the power of God, right? We are spiritual people, right? And when we have a spiritual problem, we need a spiritual solution. And that is to seek God and seek His direction, to seek His wisdom. Amen? If you want to see God's power flow into your life, you need to follow David's foolproof plan. When a problem comes, seek God first. When God gives you definite direction, follow it. When God breaks out, give Him credit and praise Him. It's pretty simple, right? Seek God, follow it, praise Him. All right? It's pretty simple. We're going to call the worship team up. And I know it's, it's kind of hard to just step out and follow God's will and direction sometimes. It is. A lot of people in here may be fighting, right? Maybe God's laid something on your heart to start, do, or whatever. Right, accepting the call to preach was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, right? Because as I said, I'm not the type of person that would get up and talk in front of people. I'm not the type of person that would go out and sit with people whenever things are going wrong, right? I'm not that type of person. I'm usually the type of person that goes the other way. I'm not that type of person. God had to completely change me and turn me completely around, right? Sometimes when God calls you to do things, it will be uncomfortable for you, as I said. See, a lot of times we're afraid to step out because we just don't know how it's going to work out, right? Right. A lot of times God will call you to do, call you to do something, call you to go somewhere, call you to go preach to someone, talk to someone, and you won't do it because you just don't know how that situation is going to work out. Been in that situation many times. That's where we simply must trust and step out in faith. The beautiful thing about faith is that we don't have to know the details to understand the outcome is already determined. Amen. You don't have to know the details. When God tells you to do something, you don't have to know how everything is going to work. You don't have to know the details. The outcome is already determined. David knew he would be victorious before the battle began. Why? Because he trusted God. He knew God. Amen. And that's how we have peace in the middle of the battle. We understand the outcome is already determined. That's how we enjoy the abundant life that God promised us. When everything seems to be falling apart, when COVID-19 breaks out, the world's falling apart, and you see people that are just whistling and having a good time and not falling apart with it, it's because they are enjoying the peace that God promised them. Amen? See, it's not that our lives are void of troubles and trials. No, it's that we trust the outcome is already determined. Amen? And we trust the outcome will be good, right? Because God is good. Amen? The Bible says, through much tribulation, we will enter the kingdom of God. There's going to be problems. Sometimes they're going to be really, really big problems. Amen. Right. Sometimes in this life we're going to find ourselves in uh, some pretty nasty situations. But listen, problems don't negate the outcome. Amen. We will be victorious. Yes. Every trial and trouble for a child of God on this earth will end in the same way. Victory. Amen. Every trial, every trouble, every tribulation on this earth will end in the same way. Victory. It may not be how you thought it would happen. It may not be in the timing you wanted it to happen, right? But don't get defeated in the details. Amen. The outcome will always be the same. Victory. You will be victorious. And so you just got to trust God and walk in that victory. 
How, how can you walk in victory when your world's falling apart? How can you walk in victory when all these bad things are happening to you, God? Amen. The peace of God. He says he gives you a peace that this world can't offer. Amen. And if it's a peace this world can't offer, guess what? It's a peace this world can't take away. Amen. That's right. Right. This peace came from God. This peace comes from God. It doesn't come from this world. It doesn't come from doctors. It doesn't come from whatever that guy is on TV that tells you to wear your mask one day and not the next day. Okay? It doesn't come, it doesn't, it doesn't come from that guy, right? It comes from God. The peace and the abundant life that Jesus promised us comes from God. We will be victorious, but we have to seek God. We have to obey His direction. And then when He, when he gives us victory, we've got to praise Him. Amen? We've got to praise Him. We're going to pray. Today, if uh, you're facing anything in this world that you just don't know how it's going to turn out, trust God. 